just to touch on the the one idea you just brought up is that like within Los Angeles, we're never going to feed the city of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And that's not the goal of the farm at a one acre scale, but Mm -hmm. to be a place of kind of like excitement and learning and inspiration for Mm -hmm. other people to grow their own food is also kind of a huge part of how we see a farm within the city fitting in because people can come visit and every time you pick up produce you can come and take a look and see how we grew it and then hopefully you can bring those ideas back to maybe your own garden or your parents or your you know instill that we can uh, teach that to kids as well so that's like a big part of I love that. That's a huge mission. Yes, for teaching is more powerful even than doing it all yourself. Welcome to the Schoolhouse Life Podcast, where we believe that life is a schoolhouse. Totally. We're super dorks with a passion for sharing our love of homeschooling, homesteading, natural health care, plant medicines, natural childbirth, healthy eating, meditation, creative endeavors, overall self-sufficiency for the whole family. Oh, and don't forget self-development and spirituality. Oh, of course. Key players. We hope you'll be inspired to do things you haven't, try things that could make your life better, and mostly, we want to encourage you to never stop learning and let your life be a schoolhouse too. So hey everyone, I'm so, so excited to have you back today. It's me, Lacey Graham. Today I'm here with Allie Greer of Avenue 33 Farm out in Los Angeles. We were introduced to Allie through the Kiss the Ground efforts that are going on over there. We recently did a live watch with a bunch of folks uh, watching the Kiss the Ground documentary. If you have not yet watched that, you should totally check it out. It's free. It's on Netflix. It's eye-opening and really helps everyone kind of connect back to what they can do to improve the earth, right? And, And our situation on it and to learn what people are doing right now to improve the quality of our food, to improve the environment, to sink carbon, and do all these amazing things. And Allie is one of those people. Her, along with her husband, Eric Tomasini, run this small farm. I'm very excited because it's one acre, right, that you guys live on? Yes. And you work? Okay, so that is really exciting because a lot of our listeners are working in an urban environment. You know, they have a small backyard and they just want to make the most of it. So I'm really excited to talk to you about that and and what the progression looked like for you in terms of kind of starting this project. So first, Allie, if you would just kind of introduce your background, where you've come from and sort of how you landed in this world of agriculture. Sure, yeah. Hi, thanks for having me on. I'm super excited to chat about regenerative agriculture. I guess I got interested in agriculture, I think about four, 14 years ago, I saw a documentary. It was about how Cuba survived the oil embargo. And it was all about like within the city of Havana, how they took their model of importing food and created like a stable local agriculture that was all organic and not uh, reliant on any chemicals because they couldn't import them and so I was just like that's amazing what a cool thing to come of a crisis and so I was excited about that and got interested in gardening and farming and then as soon as you get introduced to people who grow food you end up eating well and then you feel good and it was uh, kind of the start and I around that time I also met my husband we were in college in Colorado and uh, he was he's Italian and he was always very interested in food as well and so I think you know he also started getting into growing food at that time and then we've moved all over and we helped start a farm in 
Portland, Oregon. And then we also have day jobs. And so my day job, I work in the film and television industry that brought us down to Los Angeles. And wow. so we had been looking for a place to have a small, small house and a lot of land always was our goal. And so we looked for first to work with the city and find land to use because we couldn't afford our own space. And then throughout the progression of six years, figured out a situation where we could purchase land and finally found a house with one acre, which I didn't think existed in the city. And it yeah. does. It's uh, right outside of downtown Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I definitely would say that as a farmer with interest in farming, I, LA was not on my list. Yeah, exactly. I didn't think we were start farming in LA. Let's go. <laughs> but exactly. That makes sense. I like. I love how that you're making it work in you know around your life, and I think that that is really an important message because so many people say, "Well, if I had this, or if I had that, or if I, you know, if I had this situation," but really, it's about creating your situation and making what you want. And so, I think that that's a beautiful example. Okay, so how did you start? And you knew you wanted land. What did you want, know you wanted to do with this land? I guess having like started gardens for you know like I started a lot of different gardens because we moved around quite a bit mm -hmm. and so knowing that I always just wanted a lot of vegetables and always having the dream of getting to like plant trees and having more mm -hmm. time to develop soil mm -hmm. I think the goal was always to find a way to kind of like create a system of a food forest or create a system of growing food that would support our own like vegetable and fruit eating and then as well as be able to incorporate the community aspect and help kind of help like aid in our, our local food system and help our neighbors get healthy delicious food and flowers and create an ecosystem for plants and animals mm -hmm. so that was always like the overarching goal and we've studied a lot of different practices in terms of like permaculture or Regenerative agriculture, I guess, is like kind of a newer philosophy and biodynamics. And there's all sorts of different kind of um, ideas of how to farm. And so just always been interested in kind of finding new ways of improving soil health and growing food. So that was always kind of the goal. I love that. So, you know, you made me think of like the, the grid you know, like the, when we think of the grid, we think about like electric, right? And, and people can um, get solar panels and they can actually feed back into the grid and kind of have a negative impact with their own electricity, their household electricity. And I feel like you're doing the same thing with your like food. You're like, okay, I'll grow for myself and become more self-reliant, but also then I can help feed the community with the surplus and the abundance from that. And I think that that's beautiful. And on an acre, what a good example, because I think a lot of people have in their mind that you really have to have acres, you know, upwards 10 more, you know, often even more like 300 acres, right, to have a, a really substantial growing system. What does your system look like? You talked a little bit about a food forest. I'd love for you to share what your kind of infrastructure looks like with that. Yeah, I think just to touch on the, the one idea you just brought up is that like within Los Angeles, we're never going to feed the city of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And that's not the goal of the farm at a one acre scale, but mm -hmm. to be a place of kind of like excitement and learning and inspiration mm -hmm. for other people to grow their own food is also kind of a yeah. huge part of how we see 
a farm within the city fitting in because people can come visit and every time you pick up produce you can come and take a look and see how we grew it and then hopefully you can bring those ideas back to maybe your own garden or your parents or your you know instill that we can uh, teach that to kids as well so that's like a big part of I love that. That's a huge Yes, for yeah. teaching is more powerful even than doing it all yourself, right? That's great. I love it. Exactly. We'll definitely never feed the whole city. So thankfully, there's large farms as well. And then to answer your question, which was... Just talk about, about your infrastructure. What does it look like? Your property, how do you have it kind of set up? You know, like where's your... You have a garden space maybe and a, and a food forest area or... Just talk a little bit. Yeah. So in the city of Los Angeles, for those of you that might not be that familiar with how the city is set up, there it's kind of a more suburban city. And so people have a little bit more land than they would in like Chicago or Minneapolis or Minneapolis has a little more. That's where I'm from. But, uh, you know, New York or people have a little bit more land. And so we identified a couple areas around the city that has kind of vacant hillsides because we knew that that would be the only property we would be able to afford. Mm -hmm. We'd never be able to afford a flat piece of one acre land. And so we kind of identified two areas where we could find that. And so what we have is a small house that's in a canyon and then backs up to a vacant hillside. And so that vacant hillside is what we farm. And it's, I would say about half of a third of the acre is a gentle slope. And then as you go up the hill, it becomes steeper and steeper. Mm. And so we started at the place that's least least steep and uh, established a market garden. And so that was the first thing we did. And we established, you know, like 30 inch rows and 14 inch pathways and figured out a system that goes along the contours of the hillside. And so using an A-frame level, which is kind of finding a pathway and a row that's level unto itself. So working with kind of the way that the hillside is shaped and establishing kind of three sections that are our market garden. And that is kind of high turnover, high yielding annual crops that are focused on essentially all of the produce that you would see at a market and uh, specifically carrots and radish and beets and turnips and salad mix. And then in the summertime, tomatoes and cucumbers and okra and eggplant. So those kind of vegetables that you'd see at a market are kind of in our first section. And those very small pathways, it's many crops in each bed. So we always try to intercrop to allow for kind of an overstory of crops and then also an understory. And then also add a diversity of roots to the soil and so that there's a diversity of microorganisms and and animals within the soil that will help bring like different and important nutrients. And so that's kind of our first section. And then as you walk up the hill, there's it becomes more spread out to allow for easier walking because it gets steeper. Mm-hmm. And that is a mix of perennial crops and trees as well as annuals. So it kind of alternates. And there's a few different names for this style of agriculture, but it's kind of like a multi-strata agroforestry, mm-hmm. which essentially is a food forest. Or thinking about it as like 
fruit trees and then perennial crops as well as annuals and always trying to fill up different different heights within the farm mm -hmm. and so trying to create a tall story that's producing food as well as like a middle story and then kind of a ground cover and figuring out kind of what crops can fill those those spaces and yeah they're they're not currently terraced we're working on some infrastructure to stabilize each bed to help with some of the land stabilization and so we're using a combination of wood and then also living like grasses specifically vetiver grass so oh wow that's... neat i love vetiver so yeah yeah aromatherapy is one of the things that we do and vetiver is an amazing plant so that's cool we can't grow it here so i'm a little jealous but yeah what a neat way and those roots run real deep lots of medicinal properties too very cool okay so i'm imagining i have this like i have a vision of what this looks like and like i do i can see kind of those multi-levels like a stair step up this mountainside and um of just greenery and i love it, it sounds amazing so what are your goals in the future for your for your place in terms of, you know, are you going to be adding any more trees? Are you sort of just nurturing these things that you've already planted? Yeah, so I guess we've been on this specific property for two years and we've been helping out and, and starting specific farms for like 12 years. So we had a lot of knowledge going into it. <laughs> and I think where we are right now is we focused on getting the market garden up and running and selling wholesale. And so we did that for the first year year and a half-ish. And so that focused on essentially making the business pay for itself. So it's not quite covering as much labor as we put in still, but it allowed us to expand. And so we've been expanding as the farm has been able to pay for that. And so, yeah, we expanded, I think we're about maybe a third or even a fourth of an acre planted. And so it's like heavy turnover, high yielding, really focused on establishing good soil. And I think in the future, our goal is to continue to establish better and better soil with the help of like lots of different techniques and focusing on creating diversity and focusing on the regenerative model of soil building. And then also as we like expand figuring out ways of kind of growing into our climate and right. that as as we go up we want to be planting a lot more natives mm -hmm. and and finding ways of establishing securing the hillside and making sure that they need less water and they're drought tolerant mm -hmm. and we establish good soil which will help retain the water that does fall in Los Angeles but because it's a very warm climate and then also can be prone to drought. We also want to like think about as we're building the farm how to create a system that's more and more able to withstand any changes that will happen within the climate coming up. But yeah, we're expanding all the time. We're trying not to because we're about at the limit that Eric and myself can handle, but for now it's it's tough to stay confined. And mm -hmm. so we just built three new beds and we i think right now we have 18 fruit trees and we have 11 more on their way for this wow. winter that's so yeah that's a big deal yeah. so what i love hearing though is that you have this you have these challenges this you know the weather the climate the terrain i think a lot of people think oh i have to have this perfectly flat square space for a garden and it needs to be you know very structured and all of the things need to look just right 
Um, and you're working in a very different kind of place and a different kind of growing situation, which I think is really cool. And then lastly, taking it bit by bit, instead of just in, you know, trying to start it and do it all at one time, starting in this one small space and kind of continue to add to that. I think that that's really the way to be successful. If you try to do too much at once, all of it's going to fail. You know, it's just going to be too much. Um, I think we learned that the hard way when we moved to, we, we had an urban farm and it did amazing. It was less than a quarter of an acre. And then we moved out to 10 acres and now we're like, uh, our garden is sad it's better now we but we bit off way too much you know we were we're like we're gonna do an acre of a garden and it was too much it did not work uh, we couldn't manage all of that so I think it's really important to set those small goals and build up and I think you've done a really good job of sharing that thank you so talking about all the plants that you've that you've incorporated what we really love encouraging people to plant perennials because it's something everyone really can do and something that you know maybe you don't want to have a market garden or a kitchen garden but you do want to change your landscape a little bit to make it more self-sufficient what would be one perennial that you love and would recommend people try i guess that's a tricky question it depends i always think that you should plant and grow what you eat Mm. You know, so if you love eating sorrel, which is like a sour green, or you enjoy eating asparagus or strawberries, or um, if you use a lot of herbs when you cook, that's always like what I would recommend. And so I think there are certain crops that I love to grow because I love to eat them. Like for like strawberries, I love to grow. They're not a good seller in terms of they're a lot of work to yeah. grow successfully yeah. on a market scale. And so we just grow them for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we grow a lot of herbs, which are relatively easy to grow perennials that are good in a market setting. Mm -hmm. And so always kind of having that mentality of like, if you love a specific food and you want to eat it a lot, you're more likely to take good care of it and pay attention and notice when things start eating it or if there's crop failures from pests or it's yeah. not getting enough water. I think it's easiest to take care of the things that you enjoy to eat, mm. in my opinion. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah. So berries for me, ber any kind of berry, strawberry for sure. Blueberries. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll eat all the blueberries right off of the vine or off of the, the bush. So yeah, good tip for sure. I think one thing I learned is I don't really like cucumbers, so I don't like cucumbers. Yeah. See, I love cucumbers. So I grow so many all summer long. Yeah. I, I love that we can kind of participate that way and, and be in charge. All right. So this is a question we ask everyone just because it's, it's, need to hear what people do for themselves to stay their healthiest. Obviously growing a garden is probably on your list. Um, but what is something that you do on a daily basis to keep yourself feeling sane and really just kind of feeling your best? That's a great question. Cause I find the more that we focus on the farm, the more our bodies end up degrading. And because we're on a hillside, right. yeah. it's harder on your body. And yeah. you know, if I wear specific boots, my toe starts to go numb and oh, we're constantly no. under the pressure of yeah. being, standing on a hill all day. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think for us, the thing that we try to do at least every day is find five or 10 minutes to stretch out. I think that's kind of the biggest thing that we try to do and just ground ourselves in our bodies and know that in order to make our business successful, we need ourselves to stay healthy. Yeah. Um, I think 
yeah, having fresh produce all the time is such a gift that we might not take advantage of as much as we should. Mm -hmm. You know, we end up eating like tater tots or something that's like fast and easy and filling and as opposed to eating the crops that we work so hard to grow. Mm -hmm. But I would say like the thing that we try to focus on and, and always come back to is uh, stretching and, and getting in tune with how our bodies feel every day. Yeah. Stretching. It's such a good reminder because sometimes I overthink it and I'm like, well, I don't have time to do a full yoga class right now. But even if you just stood and did the bending and the downward dog and then the standing, it's really amazing. So that's a really good reminder. Thank you for that. Yeah. All right, everyone, you can connect with Allie and Eric on their Instagram account. I'm going to let her share with you a few other ways that you can stay in touch if you want to see pictures of what they have going on and just keep keep up with how they're, um, they're growing their, their small farm. Allie, what are the best ways for them to stay in touch with you? Yeah, we post pictures of what we're up to on Instagram and that's av33farm is the handle. And then we also are uh, on a website, avenue30, or it's av33farm.com. And you can, if you're in the Los Angeles area, you can get produce that way or connect and see a few more pictures and, and see a little um, in, more information about what we're up to. I love it. Thank you so much, Allie, for all the things you're doing with Kiss the Ground, with regeneration, with helping people see all the beauty that is around us that we can be a part of. So thanks, Allie. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate you having us on, having me on.